You're listening to the International Philosophers Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the International Philosophers. Today, we welcome you uh, to listen to our first episode ever, which will be talking about what is reality. I'm your host, Anna, and this is my co-host, Stephanie Kistner. Um, she got me interested in philosophy about four years ago when I was a student in the middle school of the International School of Geneva. Um, Ms. Kishner, do you want to say a little bit about you? Yeah, I'll just say that um, I have been practicing philosophy for children for over 20 years, and it is something that has become extremely important to me because I really do believe that it helps people think for and by themselves, and that's something I want to help young people, but people in general do better. Perfect. Um, so for our first episode, we're discussing what is reality, because we thought it was a pretty, you know, global and international theme. Um, reality is very subjective to every individual, and so we thought it was important to talk about it. Um, that way you can sort of reflect about what is your reality and what impacts it. So first we'd like to define what reality is, and we found a pretty, you know, good definition in our opinion, which is that reality is the state or quality of having existence or substance. And then we decided that there were four main aspects which impact or categorize reality, which are? Religion, politics, culture, and experiences. And we spotted a couple of examples and philosophical sort of works that can reflect on those. So for example, for religion, we found that Buddha and Buddhism and how it developed in certain societies have impacted the way some reality is shaped. Yes, and probably just like many other religions, um, but that's one that we looked at. And then politics obviously affects people's realities, and we're seeing that being played out in the world today with many of the different things going on um, with the war in Ukraine, with what's going on with the protests in Iran, and many other things going on around the world. Yeah. Um, and then we decided on culture. There's basically multiple things that shape an individual and make them who they are and differentiate them from others. And we spotted how basically culture impacts people so much since we all come from a different part of the world. We're all, we're all educated through different religions, languages, and we're all taught different values. But basically, we saw this one TED Talk that was really interesting. And it was called How Language Shapes the Way We Think by Leah Brodetsky. And she said that when you go around the world, she studied linguistics all over the world, and she spotted that basically we all see the world in a different way just within the own words that we use. So, for example, one tribe in New Zealand, um, their language doesn't um, label sort of directions. So they only use north, south, west, east. So, for example, if they're like, can you pass me what's on the table on your left? They have to be, can you pass me what's on your west side? And that's obviously going to impact everything you say. Or, for example, uh, one tribe in South Africa um, doesn't have words for the for certain of the numbers. And, for example, that's obviously going to limit their understanding of some mathematical aspects that are so important. Another aspect that affects reality would be just our experiences. And one of the reasons that we chose the question, what is reality, is also because all of our experiences with each other in the world drastically changed during COVID. 
and that has led to potentially different views of what is reality and different sorts of reality, including more and more recently things within the metaverse and whether or not that's going to become a deeper reality or not for all of us. So it's important for us to look at what is reality um, just because of all the changes that have come over the last two or three years and where we seem to be heading very, very quickly. Ms. Kistner, do you remember where you were when people told you that we were going under lockdown at the start of COVID? Yes. Okay. I think we all do. Yeah. Um, for a particular reason. And that is, do you remember everybody saying, when are we going back to normal? And then mm -hmm. everybody started saying, we'll never go back to the normal we used to know. Mm -hmm. We'll go back to a new normal. The thing is, we expected it for some reason to start, you know, shaping from one day to another and to see the change and be like, oh, we're back to normal now. Mm -hmm. The thing is, I was looking, you know, at the past couple of months, a couple of days ago, and I realized that it's been, I think, eight months since I've worn a mask. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even realize because right. to me, the pandemic never stopped from one day to another. Nobody announced, oh, it's all done. No, and it's not done in some places yeah. if you look at it that way. You, yeah. you, take, you can even take a train for three hours. You go to Germany, you have to wear a mask on public transport in certain mm -hmm. public places, and you come here to Switzerland, and you don't, if you see a mask somewhere, you find it strange, even though eight months ago mm -hmm. it was strange if no one wore it, you know? Right, right. Another example of different realities. Yeah, mm -hmm. and if you look more specifically at experiences, we chose two examples. Ms. Kistner's thought of The Matrix. Would you want to explain why? <laughs> <laughs> um, the Matrix is a movie that um, creates different realities. One reality is the live reality, and the other reality is the one online within a system. And the people who are within the system, and there are different, different movies or books about these kinds of things, the people don't necessarily realize they're not in um, what we might term as the norm reality. But that's the other thing that's interesting about the metaverse and the move that technology seems to be moving forward in that the more we stay online, the more I think we move away from a shared reality and we're getting into more of sort of an individual reality and maybe even so much so that we might not understand we are no longer in reality. But then again, that brings up the question, are we then in our own reality? And is that actually a reality? The thing is, I've noticed that today with capitalism and very sort of privileged Western societies, everything becomes facilitated. So even if you look within a single system, let's look at a computer, every time there's a new update, it is to make things simpler for you. And so you're kind of tricked because you're, you come home, or even when you're at work, if you work with screens or technology in general, which everybody does in one way or another, or at least in these types of societies, um, you're so used to it being facilitated that you sort of expect life to be that way. But the thing is, with such growth and rapid development on planet Earth, and the fact that we're almost 8 billion on here, it doesn't get e easier. Things get more competitive. It gets harder to pay your rent. And we sort of get falsified this, and we falsify our expectations for life. And I think that's why experiences are so important. If you just look at sort of how our expectations and values change from generation to generations, for example, we both have siblings. Um, I don't know the differences you have with your siblings, but my little sister is four years younger than I. And that's nothing, okay? In when we'll be 30, we won't even know we're apart, you know? The thing is, I already see so many differences. 
when I was eight and I first touched a phone, I thought it was incredible. When she was four and she touched the phone, she was already used to it. And sometimes I walk in the street and I just see these kids and they're like 18 months old and they're sitting in the stroller and they're on iPads. Or you go into a restaurant and kids are at the table because they can't stand talking to other people and they're so used to it that, you know, they're given screens. And I think it's become such an associated solution to boredom that now it's sort of the solution to everything. Or at least we think so. Um... And then we also thought of Nietzsche, because he always thought that your experiences sort of define who you are. And um, yeah, so we thought it was a great example to point out. I also have a slight obsession with him and his philosophy in general. But we'll keep that for the next episodes. Do you want to talk about how influences impact our reality? Um, influences, I think Anna already brought up culture. And we are influenced by everything um, that has to do with culture from from our birth. Our families um, pass on values, different food types, different religions or non-religions. And all of that is part of our experiences. And those experiences, as well as the country that we grow up in, the politics around us, those then create influences. And those influences help shape our perspective. And um, that leads into whether or not our perspective is actually reality. And earlier, Anna spoke about experiences. And in general, we should be able to um, test reality through our different experiences. So even though Anna and I are approximately 40 years apart, grew up in different countries with different family values, etc., um, we should be able to look at something and from our different perspectives, get an idea of the actual reality of that object or that thought by discussing our different experiences and by looking at through it at our different perspectives. There should still be something innately real about it. However, that's why it's interesting in terms of technology today and this metaverse, because can we then actually test those different metaverse experiences with our world perspectives and experiences. And she's much younger than I am, so potentially she would have a different answer than I would have for that. Um, but I would have to say that the metaverse is something that scares me a little bit. Yeah, I'd agree. Mm -hmm. um, I think you brought up a ton of really good points, and I think the influences and sort of how that impacts our day-to-day -day lives has sort of brought us down to human nature. Because, for example, as you mentioned, we both have very different backgrounds. You're, you're not 40 years older than I am, but, you know, we, you, we didn't grow up in the same countries. We didn't grow up with the same backgrounds. And yet we're able to talk about issues that all make us humans. And I, I was extremely privileged to go and grow up in, in an international school. And I think that's really impacted my sort of perspective on the world because I'm so used to everybody having a different story that we can still all talk about our day-to-day -day issues and what make us humans. And we all have pretty similar struggles, even though our lives are so different, because at the end of the day, we all live in the same world. Um, we all care about, you know, what people think of us, and we all care about what we think of ourselves and how to be better. And also, I was going to bring up the fact that, well, also, you probably see it differently, because I was, I mean, I grew up seeing phones and screens everywhere, and... I mean, I think I had my first, like, social media account when I was nine or something. Um, and, <clears throat> well, that didn't work out very well because I don't have social media today. But the thing is, 
I was so used, and I think so many people are today, to having so many inputs into our lives. And the thing is, social media is extremely well-constructed because it feeds you everything you want to see. And we have so many, so many influences that we don't even realize we have. I mean, you click on your phone, even if it's just to walk down the stairs or something, which people do, unfortunately, nowadays, because, I mean, that is, you know, some bored, boring stuff to do. Um, and you just see images and inputs and news and everything everywhere, and you don't even realize how it impacts you, but sometimes you end up sort of repeating what you heard. And the thing is, so some of the issues with extreme politics nowadays, I don't want to go into politics or anything, but the thing is, they're so used to seeing what they want to hear and see that it just brings up everything they, you know, that they're used to hearing, that they believe. And so then they're, they think that the whole world is like them. And it sort of, I think, shapes narrow-minded people. And I think it, we should be more aware of our influences and how it impacts our day-to-day -day lives and personality. It shapes who you are in the, at the end of the day. And yeah. And then, sorry. No, I was going to say everything you're saying makes it interesting to wonder if we can continue to have conversations about reality, even if we're not talking about reality in itself. But how can we test whether or not something that we've experienced is really the way it is or something that we've seen is really the way it is? So test reality based on our influences, based on our culture, based on our experiences, if we are becoming more and more technological and being influenced by technology. Because if we're going to take a look at something like an apple or a tree and we want to decide what the reality is of that tree or what it is in reality, does it have its own reality outside of our different perspectives. We can sit down and talk to each other about, well, which angle are you looking at it from? I'm looking at it from this angle, and somebody else might be looking at it from above. But if we're each now in our metaverse or in our Instagram, where we're creating our own stories and we're being fed back similar stories, then I wonder how much we can actually bounce things off each other to find out the true reality of something. And that I think is going to be a challenge for all of us to find a common reality in the world. Maybe it'll just be a different type of common reality, but I have to say it's something that um, worries me a little bit because I think we are being fed so much um, our own story again. We put it out there on you know Instagram and Facebook and all those other social media, and we're just getting bombarded back with the same stuff. So we're not actually anymore having um, conversations about the same things. And if we're not having conversations about the same things, I wonder how we can really have conversations about a common reality. I completely agree. And I think if you look today at what we call, you know, hyper-developed countries, if you look at the United States, it's sort of like the people are becoming more and more divided. There's two sides, and it's a bipolar society. And the thing is, social media and having so many inputs into our lives and influences sort of broadens that line in between everybody. And I think that's actually pretty dangerous, and we don't really talk about it enough. But I think having social media and so much influences into our lives and today, it, that it narrows our perspectives. And the thing is, we sort of lost track of what's actually important to us, you know? And... I think sometimes we should come back to the basics and we should never lose that sort of human connection which 
brings us back to what is life and what are we and why are we here. And the thing is, no one really knows that, I guess. But we wanted to go into knowledge and how that relates to our reality. And to be honest, what is our reality sort of really depends on who you are. And that's really what those different thematics, you know, impact. Because, I mean, I could look at twins. They grew up in the same family. They grew up with, you know, the same influences around them. And yet they become very different individuals. Why is that? You know. But the thing is, we wanted to go into knowledge. Because we see that um, many people whose, I guess, philosophy, and even philosophers in general, whose philosophy is based around science and sort of logical and square values, say that science is philosophy. Um, and we wanted to, you know, look at examples like Rene Descartes or Will Durant and what they said about that. Do you want to say something? Um, I'll just uh, speak in general again about knowledge and science um, in terms of especially the advances we've been making in science. And so science actually can help out in terms of philosophy because it can give us that reality um, because we're more and more able to look at it that way. However, again, to be able to test reality, you need to be able to rely on your senses and you also need to be able to rely on um, exchanges with the rest of the world because we have collective um, knowledge and collective science that we can yeah. try to test things on. And again, that's why I worry a little bit about the idea that with potentially technology, the metaverse, maybe we will actually lose some of those senses. However, though, they've been able to build some of those senses into their technology, so maybe not. But maybe lose or diminish some of our senses and our ability then to actually um, test whether or not something is reality or not. And the thing is, with so much influences and different perspectives around us, it's very easy to grow narcissistic, you know? Because we have grown so much knowledge over the past decade and even century. And the thing is, that comes down to our perspectives, I think. And um, Lee Atwater said that perception is reality. And I think that's very true because if you look, take my example of twins. They might have grown up with the same background, same culture, same tradition, same values that was put into their mind. And the thing is, they're still very different. And that's probably because they have, at the end of the day, different perceptions of what is reality. And their world might be. Because if, even if they live in very similar world, worlds, sorry, they don't see it the same way. And none of us do, really. No, then which would, again, sort of lead to the idea that you were saying earlier, that um, it's the experiences that influence who we are. And that then sets up what our perception of the world is and equals our own individual reality. So maybe we're actually talking about two things. We're talking about the question, what is reality? And you would go back to certain philosophers like Immanuel Kant or Parmenides who would say that there's a reality outside of our senses. There just is a reality in itself. Um, and then what we've been doing is testing that reality using our senses or our bodies or our collective bodies. Um, and that is going to be affected now by technology. Um, so maybe there's the reality that actually exists out there and then our own realities based on our experiences and our influences and our culture and politics and religion. And then how do those two mesh together is the other question. 
I think it's a really good point. And I want to link it back to a quotation that is pretty famous. And it says, one person's craziness is another's per- another person's reality. And I think we sometimes forget a bit too much that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how divided we are or how much we disagree on things. We're all in the same boat. I mean, we're all on planet Earth. Some are a little bit less than others, I guess. But um, the thing is, these almost 8 billion people that are on the same planet are all in the same boat. We're just not given the same seats. And it's easy to forget that we're all struggling with the same basic human things. And I guess a lot of people tend to ask, what is human nature? Or is there even a human nature? And I think that's what shapes our reality. And I think the human nature is to not forget that we're here for a reason, I guess. We're alive. And we're all struggling to figure out why and how. And everybody has different ways. Some For some, it's religion. For others, it's science. For others, it's just ignoring what it is and, you know, trying to live day by day. And Wayne Dyer said that our intention creates our reality. And I think that's really interesting because you can definitely influence the way you think and the way you see life by, at the end of the day, controlling what your intention is and trying to figure out why you're here and how to do it and how to live sort of a meaningful life. Um, And so I think we can narrow it down to, even with all those categories, all those mindsets, all those cultures, traditions, religions, cultures, everything, it's our intention that matters. Yes, so then if you think about intention, I think one way to look at it is, if we do have, whether or not there is one reality or not, we know that we each form our own reality based on the experiences, etc., And right now, so much of the conflict that's going on in the world is because groups of people want their reality to be the reality. And so the real um, long-term question might actually be, can we accept that everybody has their own realities? And can we actually then live together more peacefully with everybody having their different realities? Do we need one true reality to be able to get along? Or can we finally come to a point where we accept different realities? And I think that's the happy ending of the episode. Thank you for listening. Um, I think it's a really important subject and we all need to think about what is our reality and how can we make it more sort of, you know, understanding and open-minded and how our intention and everything that's put into our lives, whether by choice or not, how that's going to impact who you are as a person and does that make you proud of who, who you are? Um, yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you very much. Bye.